Good afternoon and welcome to the City View podcast. Me, Andy Sylvester, editor here at City AM. At the start of what we are told will be the first heatwave of the year. Cynic might suggest the only heatwave of the year, but there we are. We'll enjoy it whilst it lasts. Uh, in a minute, I'll be joined by Sasha O'Sullivan, our opinion and features editor, who's fresh back from the States where she was accompanying the London Mayor Sadiq Khan on a trip to drum up investment in the capital. Um, she'll be sharing the inside story of the trip and assessing the reaction that Sadiq got as well as the growing pressure back home on Rishi Sunak in the Treasury on the cost of living crisis. Um, but first, the corporate headlines and sausage rolls seller Greggs has seen shares dip uh, around 2% after admitting city sales are still lagging behind the rest of its sites. Although the bakery chain said it had a good start to 2022 on Monday, shares were down some 2.8% this afternoon. The firm has been reshaping its portfolio of stores to match demand, launching 49 new shops in the first 19 weeks of the year. The Newcastle HQ firm said sales have begun to recover from the impacts of the pandemic. Uh, sales of chicken goujons and potato wedges proving particularly popular. Um, sales in larger cities and office locations, however, continued to lag. Um, that lag made up for with sales at transport locations, including airports and train stations, uh, making it a bit of a wash. Anyway, the bakery said it was going to bring its total number of stores up to 2,224 as of 14th of May. And really, Greg's continuing along the path uh, that they have plotted for themselves. Under the leadership of CEO Roger Whiteside, it was his last update today. The retail veteran will step away uh, and handing the reins over to one of his lieutenants. Elsewhere, shares have plunged more than 16% for May.com this afternoon after the lifestyle brand slashed its 2022 expectations. Gross sales and revenue both expected to drop 15% and 7% respectively this coming year. Projected figures differ from the initial 0.8% projected and sales and revs for the firm come alongside what they called the more challenging than anticipated environment at the start of the year. Uh, The firm said its performance remained strong compared to pre-pandemic levels, trading, however, remaining volatile. Third-party data have suggested the online furniture and home market is down around 30 to 40% so far in 2022. Analysts saying that although made actually was outperforming the market the market itself is going to drag shares down for some time elsewhere households can see their energy bills which have already spiked to record highs rise four times over the course of a year with Ofgem proposing a major revamp to the consumer price cap the energy watchdog has announced what it calls a minded to consultation looking into whether it should be updating the energy cap quarterly rather than just the twice a year Watchdog argued the reform could make the market fairer, more resilient, as a more frequent price cap will reflect the most up-to-date energy prices. It's, of course, forgotten that at the moment, despite the fact that energy prices are at record highs, even if they were to fall tomorrow by half, the price cap still likely to go up in October because of energy companies have already stocked up on what they might need, already put their orders in uh, for the second half of the year. However, of course, if wholesale prices remain historically elevated, it could mean energy users face bills rising four times over the course of 12 months. That would, of course, potentially include a painful price hike in January of the coming winter during the depths of the cold weather. Of course, energy demand at its highest. Um, and the value of UK business loans written off by banks is nearly doubled in the last quarter of 2021, rising 87% from 190 million in the third quarter to 356 million in the fourth 
quarter. Debt advisors told CityM this afternoon that write-offs of loans have been subdued throughout the COVID crisis, but are now rising as businesses struggling with factors such as rising energy prices and the impact of rising interest rates feel the pain. The end of government-backed lending schemes such as C-bills and B-bills has also made it harder for businesses to roll over or refinance loans that are maturing. And in some good news at last for the city, the Northern Line Bank branch has reopened after 17 weeks in something that I'm sure will not come a trend for transport products in London. It not only opened on time, but on budget. And once uh, the rest of the upgrades at Bank are complete, the station will see its capacity boosted by some 40%. Uh, I Went through it this morning, I have to say, <laughs> the difference is notable indeed. And now I'm joined by Sasha O'Sullivan, our Opinion Features Editor here at City AM, with something of a Californian tan, uh, probably not as much as you might have liked because it sounded like a busy trip, but fresh back from the States. Um, Sasha, you're obviously with Sadiq Khan as he jet-setted across the US. Um, was there for six days. Why was he there? Start with start there. So I suspect I have more jet lag than I do a tan. Um, but Sadiq Khan was in the US for six days or five days rather. He had a kind of whirlwind tour from New York to San Francisco and then to Los Angeles where he flew back to London um, after walking through a cannabis dispensary. Yeah, the main pur- the, the main purpose of the trip was to drive investment into London post-pandemic. It was, as he liked to say, the um, biggest tourism campaign for London mm. ever launched. Um, I suspect it was also the most expensive tourism campaign for London ever launched. Um, and he was, we we started tallying up the number of times he said he was banging the drum for London. Banging the drum for London. Um, so that would be the short answer. Um, but really, you know, in San, in San Francisco, he met with the CFO of Google or Alphabet, Ruth Porat, and the boss of LinkedIn. He was, you know, talking to both the very tops of tech companies as well as founders in the kind of growing stages to make sure that they were getting the support they need to Max to move from the UK to the US, mm. so to kind of bring investment back and forth between the two countries. New York, not bad for um, the mayor's profile. I think it's fair to say the the list of of meetings. It was. I'll talk us through it. It was Mike Bloomberg, Hillary Clinton. Yes, Mike Bloomberg, Hillary Clinton, and then the boss of the MLC. It's MLB. MLB. <laughs> His baseball stuff is wasted on you, Sasha, honestly. Yes, the it boss is. of Major League Baseball. It is. Um, um, we even we even went to a baseball match where Sadiq Khan threw the first pitch, I think is the correct terminology. Is, yeah, um, he didn't make a mess of it. Apparently, others such as 50 Cent have really Indeed. bungled it yeah, previously. Yeah. Um, so there was quite a lot of practicing, which happened in New York beforehand. <laughs> um, but he announced that the Major League Baseball, MLB rather than MLC, um, will be ho- playing hosting games in the UK. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's exciting for baseball fans like me. Um, he was a pretty decent cricketer in his youth, Sadiq Khan, as an aside. Anyway, um, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm not a sports a more journalist serious, for a reason. Yeah, a more, more serious matters. Um, I thought the focus, we'll, we'll touch briefly on the on the cannabis element of it, this at the end, which became the most controversial part of the story, uh, of his trip, sorry. Um, but it says something about kind of the business vision for London, maybe, that there was an element that was still a global city, Tourism on the one hand, 
you know, playing up all of the UK's kind of cultural offering, mm. that kind of soft power offering. But then a real focus on the tech community, which I guess is relevant for London. It was just, it's very different because obviously if, if, if a Tory minister, a UK government minister goes abroad on a trade mission, it is invariably focused around manufacturing or, or, or goods. Sneak seems to accept, you know, services economy, we need services. And that's quite refreshing, I guess. Absolutely. And as the mayor of London, he has the luxury to just look at what the capital mm. offers rather than having to kind of play to a much broader base. And so he, he was able to speak to those tech companies and those tech founders and say, this is our capital city. We have, you know, a fantastic city to live in, a fantastic city to work in, but also access to capital. Mm to make sure that there is that bridge and also that UK companies are moving to the US and expanding in that in in that very thriving tech market in a way that makes sure that that you know the bridge between the two nations is a solid one yeah i mean it's very positive because i mean silicon has probably been criticized in his first term i think for not doing as much of that. It was very much a Boris thing, wasn't it? It was going abroad and mm. tackling Japanese school children and somehow that promoting London. That was... The pangolin? Or yeah, pangolin? exactly. Yeah. I mean, there were numerous missteps on those trips, I think it's fair to say. But nonetheless, it certainly made an impact. Um, so perhaps a sign of things to come for Sleek Khan in the next next bit of his mayoralty. Let's just talk briefly about two things. One, the cannabis trip. So Sadiq Khan's idea for London, and it should be pointed out, he doesn't have the power to do anything in terms of criminalization or, or legalization or whatever. But delivering on a manifesto promise, we have a we have a commission. We do now have a commission. Um, Sadiq Khan has decided to hang his hat on cannabis. Um, and while he was very, he went to great lengths to say that it was a fact-finding mission, he hadn't made up his mind. His attitude broadly seemed to be very much in favor of legal or decriminalization, mm. I should say. Um, but that said, Pretty Patel was very clear, you don't have the power. Keir Starman, the leader of the Labour Party, was also very clear, I'm the leader of the Labour Party, you don't make our policy. But I do think announcing this commission is a very good thing. I think it's a good thing to have the leader of a city like London doing it because mm. ultimately we are the city that sees a lot of the ramifications of drugs. Yeah, no, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see. And obviously Charlie Faulkner, who's leading that review, very well respected, mm. Blairite. Um, and a close friend of Keir Starmer. And a close friend of Keir. Um It'll be interesting to see what he says because, of course, there are numerous studies around the the value potentially of a legal cannabis market um, mm. to the Treasury. And I dare say there will be some in the Treasury. Quite like the idea of that that cash rolling in. Um, speaking of the Treasury, just yes. before you go, um, more pressure on Rishi Sunak at the moment over the cost of living crisis, as one is obliged to call it, um, particularly around relieving household pressure via well, a windfall tax, essentially, mm -hmm. on energy companies. Um, two ways of looking at it. One, this government doesn't often continue down, you know, unpopular paths. It has a tendency to U-turn quite aggressively on stuff. So perhaps we shouldn't take the, call, the, the statements that a windfall tax isn't on the way entirely as gospel. And second one, just this cost of living crisis more generally, it is, you know, a serious political task, test for Rishi Sunak. And... Mm just the occasional misstep in recent interviews or whatever, it does suggest that perhaps even within the Tory party, the Rishi star has lost some of its shine. Look, I do think Rishi is under a lot of pressure at the moment. Um, we saw over the last 24 hours the number of people who will be paying a higher tax as a result of Rishi freezing the mm. tax bans in his 2021 budget. Um, and that's, that's 
playing very much into the cost of living crisis because not only are people paying more in all of their bills, but and not only are they paying more in their national insurance contributions, but as their wages go up with inflation, and we are starting to see the beginnings of a wage price spiral, um, there there will be more people paying more tax. And look, if 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 Sunak doesn't want to go for a windfall tax, which he's said repeatedly he doesn't, even after um, Tory MP and chair of the Treasury Select Committee Mel Stride mm. came out in favour of of one. Um, unfreezing those income tax brackets would be a, way, a very much more conservative way of mm. looking at the problem. He has, or there are some reports that he's looking to look look to the fuel price data over the next few mm. weeks and bring in new measures before the parliament goes on its summer recess. Um, but for the moment, it's a very much wait and see. Yeah. I think the Conservative Party rather lucky that there isn't a general election on the way. At the Absolutely. moment, they will have some time um, before they go to the polls. And in the meantime, they've got Sadiq Khan confusing them with pictures of him in a cannabis farm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're able to sort of point at things and become, you know, easily distracted. <laughs> um, Sasha, we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks as ever. Um, and, and hopefully at some point today you'll get some sleep. Um, that was Sasha Sullivan, our opinion and features editor. Um, and that's all from us at the City View Podcast Day. I'm Andy Sylvester. We'll be back again tomorrow with our usual round of guests and analysis of the biggest moves in the city and we'll of course tomorrow be looking in some depth at UK inflation figures to be updated on Wednesday. <laughs>